Hi, everybody. My name is Mark Y. I'm a compulsive overeater, relapse survivor. Abstinence is the most important thing in my life today without exception. And it's good to be home. Um, schedule has not allowed me to get here as often as I like, but um, the 100-pounders meeting is it holds a special place in my heart. And uh, I'm glad that I have the opportunity to, uh, to tell my story. Um, it's usually what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. Um, I'll try and compress 37 years into 20 minutes. That's not going to be easy, but I think we can come up with that. Um, just a little bit of um, history. Uh, I'm 67 years old. Uh, I live in western Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh. Um, my top weight, um, I'm guessing, was about 296 pounds. Um, and right now I've released 66 pounds. I still have another 35 or so to go before uh, I'm, I'm comfortable and the doctor's comfortable. But um, I... I come from a family of addicts. Uh, my, my grandfather um, on my mother's side was, was an alcoholic. I believe my grandmother was an alcoholic. She was never really part of the family. Uh, mom was an alcoholic. And um, we, and my dad was a, um, was a rageaholic, a uh, raging narcissist. Um, growing up was kind of like living in the path of an F drunk F5 tornado. You never knew where it was going to go, but you knew it was going to scorch the earth. Um, we had, I had a um, great aunt who took a special interest in me. Um, she shopped for clothes for me and my younger sister, brought food home because apparently my there was a problem with money, although I never knew it. Um, and she'd always bring the sweet stuff, and I'd be up sne- I'd be up early in the morning, you know, raiding it from top of the top of the refrigerator, uh, where where they would store it, um, and eating the um, the sweet stuff uh, with milk um, before anybody got up. Um, always wore chubby clothes, um, and I kind of got into a situation in, in as I got into junior high and, and, and senior high where I just didn't fit in. Uh, I mean, you had the brains, the jocks, the nerds, uh, the motorheads, um, and, and the geeks, and I couldn't fit into any of them. I was, there was, then there was Mark. Um, I, always carried in into my um into my high school years i always carried about uh, 215 220 weight wise um graduated from high school uh, 625th out of a class of 816 which tells you how much effort i put into school um I should add that I am uh I was I was raised Missouri Synod Lutheran. Um 
and kind of a um, kind of conservative, and I just didn't fit there either. Um, you know, I I couldn't see the the dazzle for the dim. I just heard of God just being a very angry, punishing, vengeful God, and um, so I I absented myself from church. Um, after I was confirmed, uh, and I, I took my first communion, which was uh, in junior high. Um, always wanted to be a, a radio disc jockey. Um, the support I got from my dad was like, well, why don't you forget about radio and go get a real job? Um, so despite him, uh, I went to college uh, for for journalism got kicked out because I loafed at the radio station. Uh, but it was nice because I could um, hit the all-night diners, I could hit the vending machines and eat before I went on the air, eat while I was on the air. Uh, but I still, but I was playing softball and doing things like that. So I was still fairly active. Uh, so I really didn't gain that much weight. Um, so I continued my interest in radio. Um, in 1979, um, well, let me back up a little bit. I got my first job in radio as a radio station mascot, which meant, uh, and I'm 5'10", but which meant I was six foot four with fur-lined sneakers, uh, foam, and everything else, which was very uncomfortable on hot days. Uh, that didn't last very long. Uh, I, in seventeen, I met my first wife through my brother, my youngest brother. Uh, she went off to school in one direction. And I went for my first real radio job in another direction in a little town called Johnstown, Pennsylvania, uh, where I did uh, six hours of screening top forty rock and roll radio. Uh, a friend of mine used to describe the kind of market was as 50 cents a week and all the fried records you could eat. Um, and on week, on my day off or on my time, I would go up and I'd see the woman I was dating. Um, I got her pregnant. Um, and I knew I wasn't ready for marriage, but she told her parents. And I mean, I grew up, you know, with, the 50s mentality you do you do the right thing and so um so i did um we got married and we had a son in 1980 he he just turned 43 um i came home i radio in, in radio it's it's easy to get fired and i did so i came home to pittsburgh um, my dad got me a job in an industrial plant, an electroplating shop, um, and my wife and I had our um, our second child. Uh, we named her Diana Ruth. She was born April 26, 1983, and April 26th will be an important day when I come to the end. Um, uh, two and a half weeks after she was born. I went out with my brother-in-law, and um, our marriage was crumbling. 
I went out and I drank, I drugged, uh, I ate, and I was looking for comfort in the arms of another woman, shall we say. And I came to the apartment door at 4 a.m., and there was a big note on the door that said, Mark, get to the hospital, it's Diana. And I, the hospital was like five minutes away. I drove, and I'm trying, please go let it be what I think it is. And sure enough, when I walked in the emergency room, I was told that my, my uh, daughter had passed away at 18 days. Um, turns out the, the coroner was very nice. Um, she died of SIDS and with a contribution of, a, of an infection around her navel. Nobody told us that we had to swab out the navel. Um, and at the time, my brother-in-law worked for a fast food restaurant that served a particular type of food, and he brought a catering pan of it. And basically, I put my face into it and didn't come up for air. Um, I, I gained about, about 30 pounds uh, and was up to 265. Uh, we started going to counseling first for some of my wife's issues, then our issues, then I started separate counseling. Um, and we come to July 14th, 1986. I'm in a therapist's office and he's telling me, uh, and, and I'm telling him everything that's wrong. Everybody, does, nobody likes me. I'm this angry person and just, you know, and nobody wants anything to do with me. Family, friends, coworkers, uh, my wife, nobody. And my um, therapist had his feet on the desk at the time. He swung them down He and he looked at me. And I'm going to clean up what he said. But it was, I have to tell you, it was pretty vulgar. But I'll, I, I will quote him without getting really that vulgar. Good God, boy, look at yourself. You're fat. You're unhappy. You don't like the relationship with your wife. You don't like the relationship with your family. You don't like your friends. You don't like your coworkers. You don't like your job. What the hell do you like, boy? I don't know what your problem is, but you better get off your fat butt and do something, and I don't give a crap what it is. And you could have knocked me over with a feather. And I had heard about Overeaters Anonymous, and he says, well, maybe I'll try this OA thing. He says, I don't care. Do something. Three hours later, I was in my first OA meeting, um, and those people will tell you when I walked in, I was the original rage in the cage. I had a lot of anger, um, and um, I scared a lot of people. I really did. Probably the person I scared the most was myself, but I really didn't work the steps so much as I was on a diet, I did do a fourth step on my daughter. Um, I, I went to the cemetery and read her a letter and asked for her forgiveness. And it gave me some comfort to know that I someday I'm going to see her and she's in great hands. Um, it gave me much comfort. I lost 110 pounds in 13 months. Uh, I was doing a very physical job, and the problem is that, that my ego was just so big. 
uh, I had a woman come on to me, and I took her up on it. I really did. Um, you know, it was absolutely the wrong thing to do. Um, you know, and, and it's taken me a number of it took me a number of years to learn the lesson about you know being you know women in the program and things like that. You know, to keep them. And I say that only because I've had. I've had some times where I've gotten involved and I've had no business getting involved. Um, they call that 13th stepping sometimes, and I guilty as charged. I'm not going to get into any details, but my my wife and I divorced in 1989. I gained weight, lost weight, got involved with intergroup again. I had gotten involved the, fir- the first time. Got involved, became the editor of the newsletter, Met another woman, um, moved in with her in six weeks. I didn't have a relationship problem. Who me? Heck no. Um, and I couldn't bring myself to go to meetings, and I started eating again. And I got up to about 250 pounds. Um, and I st- decided I needed to go to meetings, but I went to a meeting that was 20 miles away that was terribly weak when there was a meeting five minutes away from my house that was very strong. I finally got wise, and I went to the strong meeting, and there were some people I knew, and I, I distinctly heard a whisper, oh, my God, that's Mark. But somebody I know and I love and is like a big sister to me came up and said, you're Mark, aren't you? And I said, yeah. He goes, Watch well, so-and-so. I'm really glad you're here. And I got a great hug, and it was just like I was home. So I went from about 260 to 180. I worked the, I, I did it, I worked the steps, probably not as well as I could have, but I did work the steps. Um, got involved, with, broke up with the woman that I had moved in with, um, Got involved in intergroup again, became chair, uh, went to region. Uh, at one time, I was the vice chair of region seven. Uh, I ran for trustee of region seven uh, in the mid and late 90s. Um, in fact, I met my wife at a World Service business conference. She was a delegate from the Northern Virginia intergroup. And one thing led to another, and we've been married now, well, come the 30th, it will be 27 years. I had to think for a second. Um, So I didn't get elected. I lost an election to be reelected for vice chair of region, and things just started to creep on just ever so slightly and got to a point where I finally had to resign. Um, and I spent five years in relapse. Um, the story is peppered with relapse. Um, I got serious again in 2006, got back involved with intergroup, became chair of the intergroup one more time and stayed abstinent to about 2010. Uh, thank you. Okay. Means I got to speed this up here. Um, I relapsed and stayed relapsed until um, October 20, 
2022. I just basically ate what I wanted and I ballooned up to 296 pounds. Um, and my doctor diagnosed me as pre-diabetic. So he put me on some medication. I called my sponsor and by then he'd heard everything from me and um, I told him I was going to go back to my food plan, which was no sugar, no flour, and maybe a container of yogurt. And he said, what do you mean container? You mean a pint, a quart, a gallon? What do you mean? I mean, what the hell, Mark? You'd better, um, the only thing that works for you is to weigh and measure. So I started to weigh and measure. Um, And I I did that. Um, I'm... uh, I, I, he made a suggestion on working the steps from a um, from a workbook from a fellow OAer. It's based on the on the twelve steps. It's not OA literature, so I don't. It, it worked for me. I'll leave it at that. Take what you like and leave the rest. Um, the big fear that I have was that God was going to still punish me and that I wasn't going to go to heaven. And I cried over that. So um, I heard something in church. I I, I, got, I started going to an interdenominational church that kind of the message um, resonated with me and it made me feel a lot more comfortable. And I heard something in church that there were some characters in the Bible that had done some really heinous things and that if God can forgive them, why can't he forgive me? And that made such a difference. It really did. So that's kind of it in in a nutshell. Um, I, as I said, I still have 35 pounds to lose um, or release. And um, I sponsor, and I'm sponsored, uh, a couple of other fellowships, a couple of other addictions. I consider myself an alcoholic because I have the desire not to take a drink today. Um, And um, all in all, um, it's given me my life back. if you're if you're if you're out there and relapse, what worked for me was to weigh and measure my food, go to meetings, um, stay in touch with my sponsor. When you do your when you do the steps, write them out longhand. I got I can't emphasize that enough because it it just sticks with you a lot more, and that's what it did for me. Um, but. Um, Anyway, I know I'm really close to time, so I'm just going to um, kind of wrap it up and say um, that um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to share. I love this meeting. Uh, it's really important uh, to my recovery. I need, I, I, I now I work, so I'm working till 9.30. It makes it tough to get here. So I'm glad I'm here tonight. But um, if you want to talk to me, um, I can't take on any sponsors, and I sponsor men only because I have had problems with with women in the past. But you can reach me at 724-513-2558. That's Eastern Time, 
because I work in the public eye, I'm a, um, a customer service representative behind a desk at our airport. Uh, I prefer that you text and I will get back to you. But again, thank you for the opportunity to do service. Thank you for this meeting. And with that in mind, I'm going to shut up and pass.